Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I know that's right. <laughs> Operative word. I don't <laughs> think think that's going to happen. But perhaps. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, happy Monday morning to y'all. Wake up. It's time to talk a little bit of football. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. My name it's is Shay Cornette. Key, Key don't be sleepy, show. Key. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sleepy. Don't and be I'm sleepy. And I'm back with the dudes. J. Will. Very, uh, sleepy show. And Keyshawn Johnson. <laughs> Keyshawn is in L.A. Jay Will is next to me. Um, yes, happy to be back with the two that have their names on the show. Hi, yeah. guys. What's Good up, morning. Shay? Key, how, how, how's it at 3 a.m. out there? What, what's oh, the West cool. Coast like right now? Man, it was easy getting in. It took me about 30 minutes to get from the crib. You know, Ooh. smooth. Wasn't no cars on the road. I was, it was good. Because it's the you, middle you of the would, night. You put it this way, Jay. Once this show wakes up and the format changes, <laughs> you'll love to be out here and doing the show from Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. supposed to be on vacation, but I knew you were coming back and Shay was going to be a part of the show this week. So I said, what the heck? I'm here. I might as well just try and wake up our show. Hold on, Keith. Don't be too don't be too rigid. Don't be too formatted here, okay? We want to make sure there's fluidity with the show, Shay. Okay. We got to keep it loose out here. I mean, I listened I to do Donda on the way in, oh. off the grid, but I still go back to the old school Kanye graduation. That's just Yeah, I'm a Chicago girl, so like old school Kanye is where I live and die. Um, All right, let's get into a little football, shall we? Preseason officially over. Woohoo! We are on to the regular season in the NFL. Got a little week hiatus, and then we will be back in full force. But we're going to start with what we saw last night, especially from the Patriots. So here are the numbers for you in terms of what Mac Jones did and Cam Newton did, and then we will make our assessments from there. Mac Jones finished 10 of 14, 156 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, while Cam Newton, 2 of 5 for 10 yards, with one interception on Sunday. That was last night, obviously. By the way, KJZ is presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests will join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And so I gave you the numbers. What do you think the head coach, Bill Belichick, felt about it? Let's hear from him. We're going to head to regular season games. Um, have you made a decision on who will start at quarterback in the regular season? Yeah, no, we, we still have a lot of decisions to make. Okay, Uh, saying it only the way Bill Belichick can. We still have got a lot of decisions to make, guys. And so, Key, we'll start with you since you are up in the middle of the night for us in L.A. Um, A lot of decisions to make. What did you see from the two quarterbacks? Let's make the decision for him. Who should start for the Patriots this year? Well, there there is, Shay, there's a lot of decision that needs to be made. There's no question about it. But when you talk about the quarterback spot, you know, look, Mac Jones played well last night. Cam Newton did whatever he needed to do. They, They didn't need to see any more of Cam Newton. In one interception, I thought that the defensive back made a hell of a play to go get it from Jacoby Myers. But then at the end, when you look at everything, it comes down to veteran leadership. And I think that is where Bill Belichick is leaning toward with Cam Newton. He's never going to give you anything. He's going to just kind of just say what he said. There's a lot of decisions to be made. He's not going to let you know that the quarterback is – a uh, decision has already been made in his mind. He's just going to tell you. There's a lot of decisions to be made. And I know a lot of people out there are rooting for Mac Jones to be the starter. Well, Mac Jones is probably not going to be the starter week one. He, Cam Newton stubs his toe along the way. Mac Jones will be the starter. And I think Cam knows that. The rest of the team knows that. Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniel, they all know that they're going to start Cam Newton. And if Cam somehow starts to look less than what they expect, then Mac Jones will have the opportunity to take over and lead the charge. So I agree with Key. I think Cam Newton is going to be the star. By the way, the IG video out there of Cam chasing down Mac. So good. For the hand slap. It's kind of 
it's interesting, right? Because it almost feels in a way, even though Cam will be the starter, Shay, mm -hmm. that it feels like Cam is chasing after Mac Jones a little bit because it feels like the lease for Cam is going to be short. Here's the one thing I do know, Key, is that Bill Belichick is going to try to win the division and try to win every single game. So if it starts to get a little bit wonky about, hey, we're chasing the Bills and we're not there like we should be, the way Mac Jones has performed in the preseason, his composure, how he played last night, I agree with Key. The INT was not the fault of Cam. But that lease does feel like it could get shorter and shorter and shorter pretty fast. No question. It, 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 it will get shorter. But he, here's what you have to look at when you're talking about the quarterback position. This team is poised, like you said, to make a run at the division. Once they make a run at the division, they get in the playoffs, all bets are off. We all know once you get in the tournament, anything can happen. They didn't go out there in free agency and bring in a lot of the guys that they signed and spend the type of money that they signed to all of a sudden look up and say, well, we're going to build this team, and then we're going to go get a rookie quarterback, and he's going to be the starter. No. They signed Cam Newton at the same time, when, right before free agency started, because they wanted to put some good things around him and see what he was. You talked about Mac Jones having a good preseason. For all intents and purposes, the other guy had a pretty damn good preseason, too, and that would be Cam Newton. So – I understand that people want the New England Patriots, and we saw that very well in some of the media <laughs> last week of some of the things that were said by some other people on other stations that, hey, Cam Newton should take a back seat to Mac Jones, but it's not going to happen right now. You mean no, the music? Just, it's the, not. the music stuff? Okay. Yeah. It's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. <laughs> First of all, I mean, let's look at the history here. Last year, in terms of a short leash, I'm going to go along with that with what you said, Jay Will. Last year, we saw Bill Belichick in the third, fourth quarter. If Cam Newton wasn't playing well, he pulled him for Jared Stidham and put him in. Well, the difference is now if you do that and you put in Mac Jones, like you can't go back. You can't just rotate how he did last year, right? And so it, Cam Newton's now in year two. Like he's got some equity built up there in New England. This is not the same, for example, in Chicago where Andy Dalton's coming into this thing at the same time as Justin Fields is. It's similar to what's going on with the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. There's equity built in, obviously, more with the 49ers than with Cam Newton. But nonetheless, you understand where I'm going with this. Like it would make more sense to start Cam Newton. And then if it doesn't work out, you have a viable backup in Mac Jones. Like this just seems like the logical way to handle this if you're Bill Belichick. And we also know Bill Belichick, he's not high on rookies. That's not his thing. He doesn't go out and draft these skill position players super high. That's not what he does. And he is practical. And being practical is, I think, how you have to look at this scenario here. So Cam last year, even though he had COVID issues and he struggled on the back end, was a leader of a team. And I think a lot of – there are so many reports coming out in New England about what kind of leader he was. And I don't care what anybody says, Key. When you lose and you feel like things are going against you, it's easy to sulk. Cam didn't do that last year. So look at their first four games. If they go against the Dolphins, the Jets, the Bucks, and the Saints – Depending upon how Cam does in those four games, you play the Texans with the fifth game, that could be a scenario where Matt could be inserted, depending upon how Cam applies and plays. Well, look, if they are all of a sudden they're one and three or they're two and two and they should be four and one mm -hmm. or somewhere like that, yes. And, and Shea mentioned that Bill Belichick went to Jared Stenham last year a couple of times. The games were out of reach. There was nothing they can do. So why not? take a look and say, okay, go ahead, let's, you know, let's see what Jared Stidham has. It wasn't Yeah, but Key, they got out of Cam reach Newton. because Cam was turning the ball over. And I'm a Cam Newton fan. Like, I, I think he should start as many games as possible. I'm just saying those games got out of reach because Cam was throwing interceptions. Well, see, here I'll 
go back again. He didn't throw 70 interceptions. And people, and I'm not saying you, Shay, I'm not pointing <laughs> the finger at you. It's early, but key. But people make it seem as though he was just serving them up. And that's re- if you watch the film, it was not like that. They changed their entire offense because they had a lack of skill position players to even help him out. So they went more to a run-oriented offense second half of the season, and they were playing okay with this weird style of the quarterback dive, the quarterback pitch, the quarterback uh, option. They just – all the different things that they were doing in the run game is what got them to the point where you felt like, oh, okay, they may be able to somehow – you know, if you think about the Buffalo game that they lost, they were kind of – squeaking toward making a little bit of a playoff run. Then oh, they yeah, lose that yeah. game mm-hmm. and things kind of fell apart from there. But I think when you look at it as a whole, based on what I saw in the preseason and based on what I'm hearing out of New England in training camp, he's the guy, and it's his job basically to lose throughout the course of the season. And, like, let's keep this in mind, too, really quick. Like, there's a bigger sample size with Cam Newton in the regular season last year. In this preseason so far, it's easy to say Mac Jones has had a better preseason. He's played more. Like, we've barely seen Cam Newton – be under center for the Patriots during this preseason. That's Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed and call in line. We're asking at KeyJs and Z on Twitter. Describe your team's preseason in just two words. Don't go like five or one in two words. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. So, Mac Jones might not be the only former Alabama quarterback facing some competition We'll tell you about that after Jay has this from DraftKings. Football is almost here. That's right, kicking off soon. And there's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. As the season is quickly approaching, DraftKings is your one-stop shop, one-stop shop to make it all rain all season long. To bring you even closer to the action, DraftKings is giving all new players a free shot at a million dollars during week one. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, preseason is the perfect time to test your strategy. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds up to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use code KJZ. For a limited time, new players can get a free shot at a million dollars during week one. Don't miss out on action. Enter code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code KJZ only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Gardner Minshew being on the trade block was one of the worst kept secrets this whole offseason. Nick Sirianni has not named Jalen Hurts the starter. Sends an unmistakable message. They're not done in their quarterback room. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime 
for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J Will and Zubin huh. coming through your airwaves or on ESPN two. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us. On the Goodyear Hotline, and we are dancing this morning. Hope you're waking up with us. My name is Shay Cornette, here with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. Happy to be back with both the two of you here. Um, talking a lot about what we saw in the preseason, but also what we saw over the weekend in terms of trades. Hmm. So, Gardner Minshew was acquired by the Eagles for a conditional sixth-round pick. We could talk about what the trade value was in a little bit here, but this now opens up the question for both teams. What does this mean for the Jags, and what does this mean for the Eagles? And we're going to start with the Eagles' side of things here, guys, because obviously we know that they have got Joe Flacco as their veteran backup as of right now, and their starting quarterback is Jalen Hurts, which we have a small sample size from last season. So now you throw Gardner Minshew into the mix. And what does this mean? And before I get your reaction to that, let's hear from Tim McManus, our ESPN Eagles reporter, on why the Eagles decided to trade for Gardner Minshew in the first place. The way the Eagles see it, what they spent to acquire Gardner Minshew, a conditional sixth-round pick, is about what they would spend on a developmental quarterback in the draft. Instead, they get a proven commodity, somebody who has thrown 37 touchdowns and has 20 starts in the NFL. And if things go sideways this year, and with COVID-19, it's not that unlikely that a quarterback or two would be unavailable in a given week. They now have somebody with a proven track record who can step in. The Eagles love to pour resources into the quarterback position, regardless of who the QB1 is. We saw it work very well for them with Nick Foles stepping in and helping deliver the Super Bowl title in 2017 as a backup. Jalen Hurts is the projected number one, but they're buying insurance just in case something goes wrong. The only thing I'll say is what Tim McManus just pointed out is like, like putting insurance into your quarterback room. I get that. But like Nick Foles wasn't Nick Foles when he was the backup there in Philadelphia and he ultimately helped them win a Super Bowl. Just pointing that out. And then also now, so does this mean Minshew's going to compete with Jalen Hurts and just put some pressure on there? Or does this mean like we've heard Joe Flacco perhaps say, you know, he doesn't really want to be the mentor type. Like is Gardner Minshew going to be more of a mentor to Jalen Hurts? How do you see this shaking out in Philadelphia, Key? Well, I think, Shay, when you look at it, first of all, Tim is right. It's an insurance policy, right? You you evaluate these guys when you trade for them about what you can get on the streets, what's available to you. Does it make more sense to go get a guy who essentially is a veteran who started a number of games in the National Football League and knows how to play the position as a pro versus a guy who's never took a snap underneath the center? He's not challenging Jalen Hurts whatsoever. This is Jalen Hurts' job to lose. They want to see what Jalen Hurts is long-term. 
because they've invested into him now. They moved on from Carson Wentz, and they said to themselves, okay, we now have this guy that we drafted out of Oklahoma who's going to be our starting quarterback over the next several years. Joe Flacco was there, but we saw Joe Flacco in the preseason, right? It was kind of like mixed bag. One week he looked like he was carving people up and he was going to be okay. The next week he looked like he couldn't even get out of his own way. So you still want to have the depth at the position. And Gardner Minshew is still young enough to where he can just become some developmental type quarterback over long term for a backup, you know, and, and be good at backing somebody up for the rest of his career because that's essentially what he is. He's a backup. He is not a starting quarterback. This is not Kurt Warner that we're looking at. And so <laughs> I think when you look at it, this is the way that the Philadelphia Eagles have assessed the situation. Shay, did I hear you ask the question, will he push Jalen Hurts for the starting position? No. Was put, that just like a, not a question? Push, not push him like where he would become the starter, but okay. like put a little fire, like someone breathing down your fire. neck a little, a little fire. Like there's a little competition here. <laughs> hey, if Urban Meyer says he's competing with Trevor Lawrence, uh, I don't know what's going on in I Philadelphia. I don't believe but what these coaches say, Urban King. Meyer say yes, no. no. Come on now. I'm not Meyer listening to Urban anything. Meyer or Bill Belichick when it comes to how they're making the decisions. They're keeping things close to the vest. They should. And, look, I I don't think anybody needs to be brought in to push Jalen Hurts. From what I've seen with Jalen Hurts from the time I've known him, he's very competitive. He will push himself. Look, Nick Mullins was let go because of the injury to his elbow. Joe Flacco, it didn't seem like it was working. He wasn't playing well. I think this is a great pickup. And and I know it's going to be a random thought, but, like, I'm sitting there watching Gardner Minshew go there, and I'm like, what's going on, Dallas? What's going on, Cowboys? Like, couldn't this be if you have a guy like Dak Prescott who is injury prone, who's been out this year, isn't a guy like Gardner mentioned somebody that you guys should be going after instead of the Eagles getting a guy like that? I mean, doesn't that Indianapolis make sense? Well, if you don't or... know, but if you don't know he's available, you don't know that Gardner Minshew's available because the Philadelphia Eagles may have only been talking to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why would why would they like tip their hand when they I know, hear you. you know, it's kind of like you don't know what's going on and before you look up Bam, it's done. And and quite frankly, the Cowboys probably, you know, are waiting to see what happens with a guy like a Nick Foles or some of these other veteran quarterbacks that's out there. Pittsburgh have a but, they have a slew key, of quarterbacks that could become available. Uh, that key, Dallas could essentially, you know, find themselves picking up. Key, I, I'm only going on what the experts say, and Dan Graziano said that there was no, it's no surprise that Garner Minshew was available. There was no surprise. Like, it was something that a lot of people in the league knew was available. So, I'm just telling you what Dan said, and it feels like when I watched it happen, and look, I'm pulling for Dak. I want Dak to remain healthy the whole season. I think they have a chance to be a top-five offensive. They better be a top-five offensive team in the league. But that's that's one of those get-ups or those pickups that you feel like it was a missed opportunity by the Cowboys a little bit. Cowboys, what about the Colts? I mean, they got injuries. Issues. I mean, do the Vikings have a viable backup, too? There's a lot of teams Sorry. that need that. And y'all are laughing at me about uh, Gardner I'm Minshew. I'm laughing at you. No, about Gardner <laughs> Minshew perhaps breathing down the neck of Jalen Hurts. Do you remember who beat out uh, – Nick Foles, when he was at Jacksonville, was Gardner Minshew. So while Philadelphia is over there, you know, praising Nick Foles, just remember Gardner Minshew is now there, beat out Nick Foles in Jacksonville. So you predicting Minshew to bid out Jalen Hurts? Is that what you're predicting? I'm not predicting that. Okay, you just got just saying there is someone to create a little bit of something there. (laughs) Nick Foles got hurt. Gardner Minshew is a good little story. I like the glasses and the mustache. Oh, the good little story. The little story. 
But Gardner Minshew, like, come on, now nah, he's not beat. He's not even getting close to Jalen Hurts. No, that's this fair. is just an insurance policy. Makes all the sense in the world. He was never, never, ever going to start over Trevor Lawrence unless Urban Meyer made a decision that he wanted to make sure that Trevor Lawrence mentally wasn't going to be beat up and fragile. It, it, it so in the future they could still have a quarterback that they drafted number one overall. That was the only way. He was going to play in front of him. There you go again, Key. Always calling little people little. A good little story, no, you know, little glasses. Like little. I mean, it's a good story. <laughs> a guy comes to Washington. Why do you have to demean it, though? Little but story. He's, but, he's not, but he's not wrong. It's not demeaning. It's a story. And when they take that story, they run with it. I didn't say Jay Will's story. I didn't say Jay Will little story from Duke. No, don't, don't, see, don't do it. Don't this. go there. Don't all do right. it. I think this is why I'm here, right, to break these kinds of things up now that we're all back in the – Back in the uh, saddle together in the same show. Okay, we're going to move on. A quarterback battle by the Bay, and Kyle Shanahan has added a little twist, it seems like. Kyle Shan- I can't keep up with Kyle Shanahan, it mm. seems like, lately. That's after Jay is this from Bank of America. It's Jay, baseball. wake up the show. I got Jay. it. I'm waking up the show. It's too formatted. <laughs> it's baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success, like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. We all need that. And as you use your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, rewards that you put towards an essential piece of the celebration, an air horn. That was an air horn, but it just sounded like one. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. As a fan, this is amazing. This is the time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, man. This is Freddie Coleman, and you know I'm ready. This is Greedy. Northwestern is ready. Ian Fitzsimmons here. I'm ready. And so are Oklahoma and Texas. Sort of. The SEC. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. for Gavin Ewell and company, but it, it never is, and the journey has hardly been easy. But they finish it here at Lomity with a World Series championship, beating Ohio 5-2. to two. That's right, Michigan wins the Little League World Series. Jackson Surma drove in four runs, and Ethan Van Bell struck out eight as Michigan beat Ohio 5-2 to two in the championship game. The team from Taylor North Little League delivered the first Little League World Series title for the state of Michigan since 1959. Hey, the kids, where's NIL when you need it? Oh, boy. Uh, the Mets, Javier Baez says the thumbs-down gesture was to let fans know how it feels. Baez, Francisco Lindor, and Kevin Pillar made the gesture after getting hits during New York's 9-4 win over the Nationals. Baez says the move was in response to fans who jeered the club during a rough August. Team President Sandy Alderson said in a statement that 
Quote, the Mets will not tolerate any player gesture that is unprofessional in its meaning or directed in a negative way toward our fans. I will be meeting with our players and staff to convey this message directly. End quote. Patrick Cantlay defeats Bryson DeChambeau in a playoff at BMW Championship. In the longest playoff in FedEx Cup playoff history, Cantlay delivered one clutch putt after another to survive the final three holes of regulation and six tenths holes of a sudden-death playoff, finally winning the 20-foot birdie putt on the 18th hole. It was Cantlay's third win of the season, and he enters the Tour Championship at the top of the FedEx Cup standing. Sports Center is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled up 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no contract. All on America's best network, Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. All right, Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin coming to you from the Seaport District. Shay Cornette here with Jay Williams. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson's in L.A. He's up bright and early on the West Coast. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And so uh, now that we have had a full you know, preseason slate, three full games, not four this year. It's now three games. And we are moving on to the regular season. Keyshawn Johnson here is going to reflect and give us his key observation so key what you got number one let's start with number one let's go out to green bay and jordan love a lot of people talk about jordan love's future at the quarterback spot for the green bay packers it's not about his future solidifying that it's about him solidifying the number two spot you would automatically think based on where he was drafted he falls in the line with that but limited play didn't suit up all last year limited play in the preseason this year do the green bay packers really even know what they have at the number two spot but he solidified that so far. There is no Blake Bortles noted. He's been gone for several weeks now. Number two. At the number two spot, Jameis Winston, the New Orleans Saints. He solidified the starting spot because he deserves it. He stuck around after free agency. He said, hey, I'm going to sign back with the New England, uh, sign back with the New Orleans Saints. I have an opportunity to be the guy replacing a legend and a future Hall of Famer in Drew Brees. A lot of people have been down on Jameis Winston based on his, his play in Tampa Bay with the interceptions, the fumbles, the turnovers. So now he has an opportunity with Sean Payton to erase all of those doubters and get back to the ways he played at Florida State. Number three. Number three. Joe Burrow. Now, when I look at the observation that Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, they went out and drafted Jamar Chase rather than solidifying an offensive line. And Jamar Chase really hasn't lived up to the billing. And I know it's early, and a lot of young wide receivers struggle early in, early in their careers at trying to understand how different the NFL game is from the college game. The football's a little bit different. There's no stripes on the ball. So I'm hoping and wishing and praying that he gets it together so we don't have to two years, three years from now, talk about what a wasted pick that was. Number four. And number four is J.K. Dobbins. What this does to the Baltimore Ravens, it hurts their running game. It hurts everything that we know about Lamar Jackson in the running game. Doesn't mean the season is lost and it's over with. Lamar Jackson can still do some wonderful things. I'm just saying, when you don't have the depth at the running back position in your offense, is basically a run-oriented system. You got to watch out for that and make sure that they do the right things for Lamar. Number five. And number five, Jimmy G, Trey Lance. Now, this split situation at the quarterback 
It's just not college football. You want you won't see in the regular season one guy take a few snaps, another guy take a few snaps. They won't do that. It's going to be Jimmy G the entire way into such due time that he struggles. When you look around the National Football League, you can look at Cam Newton and Mac Jones. You can look at Jimmy G. You can look at Andy Dalton. All of these quarterbacks that have this short leash, they're going to be people are going to be paying attention to the young guys behind them. So if Jimmy G wants to lead the 49ers back to the Super Bowl, he's got to start week one. Mm, interesting stuff. That's Key's Observations brought to you by Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. So let's go off of that last key observation, shall we, and spin it forward a little bit. So last night, uh, as Key just alluded to, the Niners played the Vegas Raiders in their final preseason game of 24 plays. Garoppolo took 14 snaps. Trey Lance took 10. On the opening drive, it was an even split on the 10-play drive. Garoppolo handled nine plays. So Lance's five on the second. Both drives resulted in Rushing touchdowns, obviously another thing. The quarterback split with one for each of them, and San Francisco took the W, thirty-four to ten. W doesn't really matter, but the whole point here is that I, I mean, Kyle Shanahan is putting defenses on notice. Like everyone, pay attention mm-hmm. to my two mm-hmm. quarterbacks that I got here, and maybe I'll use them both, or maybe I'll start one, or maybe I'll bring in another. But nonetheless, he still has not made a decision as to who is going to start Week One. And so here is the head coach of the Niners. Let's we'll have to see. I mean, I, I don't like playing this game, but everyone keeps asking me that question. I'm not just giving the answer just to satisfy the question. I think we got a pretty good idea, like I said, all along. Uh, I think our team does, and um, we're pretty good with it as long as I can keep surviving press conferences. <laughs> I, I'm all right with it. It's just trying to be respectful. Okay. Well, well, guess what, Coach Shanahan? Like, you're going to get asked every single time you're in front of a microphone because this is the only thing everyone wants to know who is going to start for the 49ers. Now, we heard Key say that they're not going to use a two-quarterback system. In the NFL, if you've got two, you've got none, right? Like, this is the way we've all approached the situation. But, Jay, how do you think they're going to utilize Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance? Well, couldn't you see them utilize him the same way you know, they did it in down in New Orleans with Taysom Hill? I mean, couldn't sure. it be that for the right situations, Key? Because obviously yeah. the dynamics that he brings to the table are different than Jimmy G, but still having the optionality. And I, I'm more practical when it comes to these kind of things. Trey Lance has been playing okay. He hasn't blown me away like he's going to be the certified starter. So I go back to Jimmy G will be the guy. Trey Lance will be there. It can be used to specialized situations. And you let him continue to grow and mold into that player that Trey Lance can be. Makes sense, doesn't it, Key? No, it makes all the sense to the world. The The difference is is that Trey Lance is not like a Swiss Army knife. Like, when you go back and you look at Flacco and you look at Lamar, they kind of used, they kind of inserted Lamar slowly into the lineup. They kind of gave him some little plays, trick plays, things of that nature. Sort of the same thing with Taysom Hill. But that's not Trey Lance. Trey Lance is a quarterback. So I don't see where they're going to all of a sudden make a decision to start to play little trick games with Trey Lance. Maybe there's a few snaps here and there. They get them both on the field. There's a a reverse pass or something like that. But for the most part, he's the quarterback, and he'll be the quarterback in the future. And I think that's interesting you brought up the Ravens because that's kind of what I would assume, too, that maybe they'll utilize Trey Lance, like, in a schematic situation because Joe Flacco – 
vastly different, obviously, than Lamar Jackson. And it seems like that's the case in San Francisco now with Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. And I think the fact that we haven't seen from Trey Lance many designed runs at all during the preseason is probably telling us, like, Kyle Shanahan is keeping some things close to the vest. I will say this. This notion that, like, Jimmy Garoppolo can't be a surefire starter for the entire season for the 49ers is insane to me. Like, if he's healthy, and I know that's the big if, obviously, and I assume that's why they went up and drafted Trey Lance is so they have some insurance on if he does get hurt because that's been the problem. But when he's healthy, they win football games in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. They went to the Super Bowl. I mean, you could argue they were one throw away from winning the Super Bowl. Why can't he just be the starter and Trey Lance is the backup and an insurance plan going forward? I mean, if you look at the last two seasons, Jimmy Garoppolo ranks fourth in yards per pass attempt. That's ahead of Patrick Mahomes in the National Football League. Preach. This guy had the best QBR against Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. I mean, Russell Wilson sees Aaron Donald twice a year, and still Jimmy Garoppolo had the best QBR against Tell him. I have no idea why people think he can't be a capable quarterback in the National Football League for the 49ers, who have a ton what? of talent on both sides of the ball. Tell him why you're mad, what Shay. Happens, though, what happens, though, Shay, it's not that he can't be. It's that when a coach sends somewhat of a message – it makes you think that it, it's it, look here. Here's where it all started at. Minnesota and Green Bay in, in the playoffs, they took the ball out of Jimmy G's hands, and this is when it all started that they must not trust him. Think about it. He almost threw a pick in each one of those games, and they were like, "Nah, we're gonna run the ball. We're not le- allowing you to trick this off." And then he takes them to the Super Bowl, much like you mentioned. He misses on the throw. If he hits that throw to Emmanuel Sanders, we're not even talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes right. winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yes. But what happens is when a coach is flirting with Tom Brady and he's thinking about Matt Ryan and he makes a call about Aaron Rodgers, it makes it seem as though that particular quarterback or that player, for instance, can't play. It's the same thing with Carr in Oakland when John Gruden is – sending messages, and people start to say, well, he's not happy with Carr, and Carr's having an amazing season. And you look at that and you go, why are they doing this? This is what happened when coaches start to send these signals. It's not that Jimmy G isn't good. Jimmy G's really good. And if he stays healthy, like you said, they may wind up back in a situation where they're fighting for a Super Bowl. And if not, the guy that they moved up to get in Trey Lance will be the starting quarterback. See, it's I, that simple. I just see this as sheer business. I mean, if you can get if if you can get Tom Brady or Jimmy G, who would you take, Shay? Tom Brady. We'll take Tom Brady, of course. Okay, if you can get that legend over in Green Bay, who would of you course, take? But but of course, Jay. I know, know all, I know. That's what I'm saying, Oki. Like if there if there's certain players that can elevate your franchise and elevate the way you play, you may have a quarterback that is serviceable considering the context that Key was able to provide. But that's not a sure, bona fide, next-level talent. Could he get there? Potentially. But if you know what you can get, that's just business. And that's but fine. Here, but here's what I would mean say about – can't win with Jimmy G. And I agree with you, Shay. Here, here's what I would say about all those quarterbacks, though, Jay. They, they all are – there's no question they're all going to the Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. But when you look at the postseason and you look at the Super Bowl and you look at the same quarterbacks that, that flourished in the regular season – the postseason numbers doesn't suggest that that's the same quarterback that you saw in the regular season. That's fair. Tom Brady in the Super Bowl threw for 201 yards and two touch, three touchdowns and didn't turn the ball over and the defense played lights out. 
Patrick Mahomes, you look at him a year before against the San Francisco 49ers, he had two interceptions. He threw for 260, two touchdowns, and was just a guy who basically made the right throws when he needed to to win the Super Bowl. Jimmy G can do those things, but he has to prove himself in the offseason, I mean, in a regular season. And then you say, you say, well, would you take those other quarterbacks? Of course. So it goes back to Shay's original question is, why do people feel this way about Jimmy G? It's because when a coach starts to flirt with other people, it makes it seem like you're no good. Go back to your own days at Duke, Jay, right? You were number one player the whole deal. They went out and signed another point guard. So eventually people would think, well, they don't like Jay Will. Well, that's the furthest thing from the truth. They just exploring other options just in case. Mm. Uh, we'll see. Uh, the question I have is, when is he actually going to name the starter? The 49ers have the Detroit Lions week one, and they are in Detroit. So maybe sooner rather than later, we will find out. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin is brought to you by Indeed. Odds are you're hiring to free up time, not lose more. With Indeed, you get the platform that delivers four times more hires than all other sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Post a job and say, you're hired. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. or not news here on Keyshawn, Jay Will and Zubin, Shay Cornett, Jay Williams, Keyshawn Johnson, all here with you. And now Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider, is going to join us for this very fun game we like to play on Monday morning. So here's how it goes, Dan. You know the rules. We lay out a statement, and you tell us if it is indeed hot news or just not really anything to be concerned with. I will start things off. Kyle Shanahan uses both Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance in the preseason finale. Hot news because I don't think anybody really had a sense of how this might look until yesterday. And I do think there's a chance that Kyle Shanahan uses this kind of formula in at least one regular season game this year, if not multiple. Look, Trey Lance had the opportunity to win the job outright in camp. My understanding is he didn't, whether that's because he has more to work on or because Garoppolo played well or both. But this is something to give defensive coordinators something to think about, obviously, and practice for. And it gives Kyle Shanahan the opportunity to use both guys, maximize their strengths, and be creative. So I don't think it's the last time we're going to see this. And I think it's a really fascinating idea that the 49ers have come up with. 
Yeah, I think it's not news when you think about it, Dan. I understand what you're saying about maybe one game this year to 17 games. So I think if they did it in one game, okay. But I don't see where this is a long-term solution at the quarterback spot, especially in the National Football League. This is not Nebraska. This is not Ohio State. You cannot play around with the mindsets of professional quarterbacks pulling them in, taking them out of rhythm. It just doesn't work. We saw Taysom Hill do a little bit one-trick pony type stuff. Drew Brees, that's a handful of plays. I don't see where Trey Lance is going to go underneath the center for a couple series at a time and then all of a sudden insert Jimmy G back into the lineup. You cannot win in the National Football League playing mind games with a quarterback. Dan, I agree with you. This is hot news. And, and Keith, let's not compare the 49ers to Nebraska. Nebraska had a happened? rough weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tough weekend for well, Nebraska. Well, I'm just talking about the I, I know, I know what you meant. I know what you meant. Nebraska. I do want to say this, though, Dan. There is something about not being predictable. And I understand this is the National Football League. Key played in it for a very long time. But we have seen a lot more of these college schemes that have been brought up to the NFL. And the one thing I do know is – How has that worked out for any of them, Jay? Well, uh, it's a working process. That's fair. It's it's, it's, it's fair. But I'm just going to say, look, if you're not predictable and you do have the dual abilities with both these quarterbacks, why not flirt with it? It seems like Kyle Shanahan flirts with every other thing, so why not flirt with this? It's definitely not intended as a long-term solution, Key, to your point. It's something that they do in the meantime until they're convinced Trey Lance is ready to be the full-time starter. And I think that's just a way to get them from here to there. Okay, we will see. Let's move on. Eagles acquire Gardner Minshew from the Jags. Is it hot news or not news, Mr. Graziano? I think it's not news. It really doesn't have any effect on Jalen Hurts' status as the starter in Philadelphia. They still have Joe Flacco as a backup. Eagles, as much as any other team, are obsessed with never being caught short at the quarterback position. And, you know, in in a time where COVID rules can knock somebody out for a couple days uh, without any notice, being three deep with guys that you feel like can definitely go in and play an NFL game uh, is where the Eagles want to be. Also, he signed through next year, which Flacco is not. So it gives them an option uh, next year in terms of the depth of their quarterback room. 100% agree with Dan. This is not news at all. Move on. Not news. Everybody knows. All right. Keeping it moving here. Dan Graziano, our ESPN NFL insider, and Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. T.Y. Hilton will miss a couple of games for the Indianapolis Colts. Hot news or not news, Dan? Well, I'm going to say not. Obviously, it's hot news if you're T.Y. Hilton, and obviously he was hoping to have a strong, uh, you know, sort of bounce back season. But the Colts are very deep at this position of wide receiver. Uh, Michael Pittman draft pick from last year came on strong at the end of the year looked like he was in line to become and emerge as their number one wide receiver this year uh, even if Hilton was out there and healthy I just don't think Hilton projected for the kind of role in this offense that he used to have uh, and and they believe they have enough coverage at the position so big picture I'm going to say not news even though I feel bad for T.Y. Hilton Uh, again Dan not news you mentioned Michael Pittman Jr. emerging a a receiver out of USC, they take took it a second round. He certainly is headed toward stardom in the National Football League. Therefore, it's not news. I feel sorry for T.Y. Hilton as well. T.Y. Hilton, T.Y. Hilton, excuse me, thirty-one years old. Not really news. Kind of expect things I like mean, this. Wouldn't the news be more the injuries that have plagued the Colts lately? We can get more into yeah. that later mm-hmm. on. All right. How about Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones say Dak Prescott will be ready for the season opener, and really there are no restrictions on him as of now. Dan Graziano, hot news or not news? 
Well, it's hot news. Anything with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys is always going to be hot news, right? So if he's ready to go, that's the best news that the Cowboys could possibly hope for. It's worth noting, though, that the Cowboys aren't going to practice again until Thursday. This, uh, this week after the final preseason games, according to the new CBA, has to be treated as a bye week, and players have to get three straight days off. So the amount of time Dak Prescott has to get ready for the Thursday night opener, which is in 10 days, uh, is whatever he's done so far, plus a practice week that doesn't get started until this Thursday. Yeah, it, it's not news to me at all. I, I expected Dak Prescott to be ready for opening day on Thursday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He'll have some time off to continue to heal, but at the same time, he will be throwing and practicing to a degree, not necessarily practicing, but getting in work with a few of the receivers doing his off time without instructions from the coaching staff. So it's not news to me. I expected him to play. Anything that comes out of the Cowboys camp is hot news, Dan. Hey, anything Always. that comes out of their camp. We're talking about hard knocks. We're talking about an argument that oh, – not an argument, a conversation Key and I had last year when he was ready to let Mike McCarthy go last year. We're talking about this team that has a chance to have a top five offense. We're talking about a team that had one of the worst defenses in the history of the NFL. Will they be more marginable? Marginal. Any news that comes out of that camp is hot news. I agree with you. Okay, last one. We got to do this quickly, too. Talk about flirting with other quarterbacks. Brian okay. Flores is, quote, very confident in Tua Tungavailoa. Hot news or not news, Dan Graziano? I'm going to say not news because I will believe that the Dolphins are ready to give Tua Tungavailoa this year to show what he can do unless a significantly better option presents itself. And we know the Dolphins have been connected with Deshaun Watson. This is not made up. He's definitely somebody on whom they've had their eye for a while. The issue, of course, with Watson is you can't trade for him right now because you don't know what's going to happen with his legal situation, whether the league is going to allow him to play. So as long as that's on hold and there's not a major obvious upgrade for the Dolphins, I think Tua Tungavailoa gets this year. But... I don't think long-term the Dolphins are 100% sold yet that he is their guy. It's not news to me. Deshaun wants to be in Miami. Miami wants Deshaun. Like Dan mm-hmm. said, there's a lot of other things that's going on in the situation, so they can't just pull the trigger. But it's not news. This has been going on for quite some time. We'll see what Tua has. Not news. I mean, all those videos of Deshaun in Miami in offseason hanging out, I mean, you know what that was going to be. All right, Dan, thank you so much for the insight this morning. We appreciate you and get more from Dan on Get Up at 8 o'clock Eastern on ESPN. Danny. All right, DG. All right, we mentioned Dak Prescott. Well, he is back up, ready to go. We're going to discuss it next on what is going on with the Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Apparently, no restrictions. And everyone says it's hot news. Anything coming out of Cowboys camp, that's coming up next right here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Get that icy hot ready, Dak. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.